0: Hello, everybody. Marcus Giuliano here, your host of In The Weeds, real tales from the restaurant industry. And who's joining me today?
1: Josh Sapienza is joining you today.
0: Hi, Josh. How's it going? Never better. How are you? Awesome. So Josh, um, this is gonna be a great interview. You've got a lot of cool things going on. You've got a lot of great no experience. So I'm really excited to, uh, for you to drop a lot of knowledge uh, to our listeners here. So first off, you were in the restaurant industry, managing a nice-sized restaurant, correct?
1: Uh, many. Uh, about Any. 20 years in restaurant ops, yeah. So you've seen a lot of stuff. Pizza to foie gras, you know, uh, burritos to celebrity chef-driven concepts. Um, two coasts in the middle a little bit, mostly East Coast.
0: What is, what is the number one thing, or what are the top couple of things that the small restaurateur is lacking? The, maybe the mom-and-pop, maybe the restaurant that's doing a million dollars. What, what are they lacking?
1: Oh, man. Uh, outside perspective and probably nine times out of ten, uh, a lot of the problems are labor-driven, whether it's smart hiring and interviewing practices or just uh, consistency in terms of consequences and documentation, not getting rid of people fast enough. Um, and letting other people, I mean, I just, this morning was telling an operator, well, you know, you need to make a decision, either start being consistent with consequences, like parent, or just give them the keys. But eventually you have to decide who's running your restaurant.
0: Exactly. Anybody who has problems with staff or, or when they're, when to the fire, I give them Dan Kennedy's book, no BS, no BS. I don't even know what it's called. But I'm like, you read Dan Kennedy and you need to understand every employee is a profit center. And if they're not making profit, there's no reason to have an employee. and Stop making excuses for him and this and that. And just, just it's it's an eye opener. So I will read
1: Dan Kennedy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love his books, uh, all of his books. But his No BS Management is uh, is a really good book. It's an eye opener. Everybody who reads it thanks me. They're like, oh my gosh, I have a new light on my business and my employees. So it's great to be nice. It's great to have employees, but you got to have productive employees. They got to make you money. So that's the bottom, that's what employees are for. And the biggest problem I find is that owners don't tell the employees that's what they're there for. You're here to make me money. If you're calling out sick, if you're screwing up, if this and that, you, that I, I need to step in and do the job. I had the conversation with one of my staff members last night because you didn't do it on Tuesday night, I did it and it's not my job because you have your job description, I have my job description. So, all right, so you've been in the restaurant industry for for 20 years, you've seen all kinds of operations. Now you help restaurants. Now you yeah, control. after
1: uh, after operations, I went into uh, spent some time in commercial real estate and boutique investment banking. Um, so, kind of took myself outside of the four walls to see how everything comes together um, globally. And uh, now I'm a hospitality consultant who's working on launching a full launch on an AI-driven uh, restaurant concierge app.
0: Great, which we're going to talk about that AI. Uh, AI is super hot right now. It's the way of the future. So now you have like a hotline, don't you? Where restaurateurs can actually um, get some advice for you from you on on Facebook?
1: Yeah, uh, a couple of open forums. One is um, more like a community forum. Uh, It's a Facebook group that I moderate. And another is more of a, a Dear Abby kind of format where it's long form answers, people write in, and that's... Uh, hospitality helpline it is like a hotline but it's a written uh, responses instead of on the phone and uh, that's been pretty rewarding both of them actually because you get instant gratification to see whether it's uh, someone new who's just starting out or an experienced operator who's just looking for an outside third opinion on something Um, it's just basically the kind of resource I wish I had when I was opening and repositioning outlets.
0: It's amazing what technology can, can, can do now for us. The same. Uh, you know, <laughs> to, to, to how we can connect with people is amazing. We can help uh, restaurateurs in the, in the everywhere from the Philippines to, to California and connect and, and network and, and sort of mastermind virtually. So you, um, you help a lot of restaurants. What are some of the common things that restaurants are doing wrong that they think they're doing right? Cause here, here's the thing we're so busy as restaurateurs. We're busy as owners. We're trying to do all these things. A lot of us think that we're doing everything, but in reality we're really not doing as much as we know or we think we're doing. So what are some, what are, we were talking about AI before we got on some artificial intelligence, some apps and chatbots, and we were talking about just the foundation of a restaurant. So talk us through about how a restaurant can, can properly, um, Mm -hmm you know, is, is there a checklist they need to go through? What are they missing? What kind of perspective do they need? So I guess the question is in a roundabout way, um, how, how do you ground a restaurateur to, to realize here's everything that you
1: have to do? Wow, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty, uh, you're distilling it all down pretty, uh, I wish it were that simple. Um, because, you know, you have aspects from, you know, facility, you know, M&R, to, uh, or I mean, even before that deal structuring in terms of financing, uh, real estate deals that it's it's less of a question of they think they're doing things right and just don't know what they don't know, sort of, when it comes let, to that. Let me refine the
0: question. When's yeah. the best time to hire a pro, a consultant, or a coach, or somebody who knows what they're doing? When's the
1: best time? Well, well, when when you find yourself needing more support than you've got, essentially. I don't like working with folks who have never been in the business and they're looking for me like give us a concept tell us how to develop it what do we need to do give us a roadmap give us a business plan i'm more comfortable working with an experienced operator who recognizes my value and says i just need another pair of hands right now i just need another set of eyes somebody to talk this through with you know what should we be doing here what would you do differently to maximize you know uh the revenue per square inch or how would, what would you do with the line? And uh, people who were doing well or struggling and just either need to turn a corner, reposition the outlet, or just make it more profitable. But ultimately, I think when you try to say, what's the one thing somebody could do, it's, it's just look at your business like you're a guest and like it's not your baby, but that's hard to do when it's your baby, you
0: know? I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree. We we, we take everything very personal. Because we built it, or, or we're trying to build it. And, and it's, it's a reflection of, a lot of restaurants are a reflection of ourselves. And so, yeah, a lot of people take it, take it personal. So, sure. all right. So um, that's There's great, some ego in the business. There's a lot of ego <laughs> in the business. Which is why I find a lot of chefs, a lot of owners think they're doing everything they possibly can be doing. And by getting an outside perspective of somebody like yourself, they kind of realize if the ego doesn't get in the way that, wow, I can improve upon something.
1: Oh yeah. Nine times out of 10, you're coming in to an outlet and you know, you're there for one specific thing. We're working on food costs and you walk in because everything else is taken care of. You know, they answer every question, right? And then you walk in and you say, what about your staff? No, that's nailed down. Well, I've been here for 10 minutes and there's nobody greeting me. There's nobody facing me. The bartender, He's got his back to the door. There's no host. So, you know, what you think you're doing sometimes, not that you're trying to be misleading, but like you said, there's so many centers to manage that you're maybe not seeing it the way a guest walking in off the street is seeing it.
0: Bingo. Well said. Very well said. So now, AI, artificial intelligence. I'm a huge fan of chatbots. Talk to us about your project that you're working on uh, this app you're working on, on, on flavor recognition.
1: So, uh, taste recognition is what we call it, taste. taste recognition software. So it's an app that is basically serving, um, as an alternative to Yelp. Cause at the end of the day, you know, we asked ourselves what is the purpose of Google and TripAdvisor and Yelp and all these third party software applications that in our opinion, have an inherent conflict of interest. They're selling SEO or advertising or something, but they're also, positioning your restaurant in in a sea, an online sea of uh, reviews, of public reviews. And eventually they're going to be reviews that you don't like or that are beneficial. And they're pay-to-play platforms. People can buy reviews, whether they're a disgruntled employee or uh, a fierce competitor. You can even buy negative reviews for your competitors. I don't know how many people know that, but um, if the real intent and purpose behind these was to ensure that a guest is getting a great experience and finding a restaurant that they like. You don't need to publicly bash a restaurant. Um, It's 2020. We have technology now like AI that can get to know you the same way Netflix can make a great recommendation on what you like or Spotify can know or Amazon's, Hey, you looked at these shoes. What about these (laughs) boots? Um, We, created this software that basically gets to know your personal tastes and individual preferences so that we're matching people with restaurants that are compatible with their personal love it. taste profile. Love it.
0: I'm gluten free, I'm vegan, I like Asian food, I like barbecue, all that kind of stuff. It's gonna I like me.
1: diners. I like all you can eat <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, buffets.
0: Beautiful. The I
1: problem love this. yeah well we so, see that especially Google, you know who kind of owns the space and will forever, in my opinion, you know, if you eat pizza and or and or you're ordering through Caviar or Resi or whatever, and it says, hey, you're in Austin, Texas. We see that you're a big pizza guy. Here are the 20 best pizza restaurants in Austin. Right. You could get that by looking in newspapers or magazines or Foursquare or anything, Open Table, anything. But what we do is we find out what kind of pizza you like. And not it doesn't matter if they're popular. It doesn't matter where they're located. It doesn't matter how much they spend on advertising, whether they pay Yelp or not. These are the places that serve the kind of pizza that you like.
0: I love this. I absolutely love this. So how does the consumer get a hold of
1: this? Uh, well, we're testing only in Android right now. And then in March of 2020, we'll be testing uh, for iOS, for Apple. So. Uh, Try course, or uh, you could go to the
0: Courseapp.com. Course
1: Thecourseapp.com.
0: No, Thecourseapp.com. Course the course yeah. Perfect. And that's expensive. Uh, I'm a restaurant owner. How do I get on here?
1: We will have an enterprise version this summer, hopefully in June, most likely August as things go. Um, but that will give people an opportunity to not only make sure that their listing and their information and their keywords are correct for. People that are looking for specific kinds of restaurants um, but it'll also provide a benchmarking tool so you can see anonymously uh, because you don't need personal or financial information of your guests but you can see what your opportunity is by day part if uh, people that are coming into your restaurant what they're eating how they're reviewing it because it's honest it's anonymous but you can also see how many times a week is this person going out to lunch and are, where else are they going? Are they going to Chinese four days a week and coming here one day a week? You know, so it gives you an opportunity to really evaluate your P-Mix, gives you a chance to see where your opportunities are by day part. And it gives you an opportunity to see what specific ingredient and dish preferences people have. So ultimately our goal is to say, if you're a chef, or GM or both, and you're working on a new menu item or a special, it'll be able to calculate the percentage of regular guests that will like that item. I mean, the technology, it's amazing. And I know very little about it. I know what I want, I'm able to architect it, but the guys that are actually doing the heavy lifting never say no. It's just, you're limited by your own imagination. You say, is it possible for us to do this? And the answer is either I'm doing it right now or Josh, that's gonna take me a couple of days or it might take a month, but it's never no.
0: Beautiful, I love, this is great. So if you're a restaurateur listening to this, a restaurant owner, uh, AI is here, artificial intelligence. It is here, it's very real. It is, it is, it is I mean, th- the technology that's going forward, the chat bots, this app that you're doing, and I'm sure there's a lot of other things that'll be out there, but I really love that's this great. flavor matching. As a restaurant owner, I'm excited about this. And as a consumer, when I'm traveling to my next conference, i I would love to I would love to shorten the process of sitting there scrolling through, going through opinions a start-
1: of people that you've never even met before. You might have nothing in common with nothing. these people, but you're you're we. I mean, I have gone to the point where when you're scrolling through these reviews of people I don't know, I actually start trying to you know break it down, and say like, well, what else have they said? Like, do I share anything in common with this person? And you try to analyze review and you might only have one or two nights to go out to dinner and you're like, you're wasting an hour looking at what other people think when at the end of the day, you know, one of our mantras, we have two mantras, you know, I like what I like and no one's opinion matters more than yours when it comes to taste. And I think whether it's AI or technology or physically running a brick and mortar restaurant, you know, things get a hell of a lot easier and make a lot more sense when you treat every guest and every staff member like an individual, you know, whether it's how to reward someone or incentivize them or just make them happy and delight them and surprise them. Yep,
0: yep. Sometimes I learn more from the bad reviews, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know, because you can see sometimes more from bad reviews. Josh, this has been an amazing interview. Thank you very much. I appreciate, uh, appreciate your time. And I cannot I cannot wait to personally use your app as the end consumer and as the operator. So I'm
1: grateful for uh, for the call. I'm grateful for your time and uh, looking forward to your feedback on our app too.
0: Sounds great. Thank you very much. How do people find you? How do they find you on Facebook? Your your at, at Dear Abby forum or or how do people find you?
1: Uh, most people find me by linkedin or hospitalityhelpline.com.
0: Great. Great. Is yeah. there another website or just linkedin? LinkedIn's best. Uh,
1: Boy, I have quite a few. I have a, uh, quite a few emails, websites, and things. But uh, LinkedIn typically connects everything. Uh, last name is spelled S A P I E N Z A.
0: Perfect. All right, Josh. Thank you very much, and look forward to uh, to talking to you again.
1: Likewise, I enjoyed speaking with you.